and welcome to The Brit List. My name is Brittany, and my special skills include getting the post office to apologize to me. This is a show where I give you a rundown of what's going on in music, sports, entertainment. I, I throw my two cents into the ring, and for some reason, you guys allow it, and I appreciate it. You can find the show at thebritlist.com and on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those places where podcasts are readily available for free. You can also find me on Twitter at BritLikeSlimes. That's B-R-I-T-L-I-K-E-S-L-I-M-E-S. I tweet weird things. You guys respond. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I still talk to you anyway. It was pretty hefty, hefty week last week, and I missed a show, and I apologize for that, but I'm back, and I'm going to give you so much information that you're going to get tired of listening to me, and you're going to turn up the show halfway through, and it's going to be great. There's a lot to talk about in this week's show. We're talking about the World Baseball Classic. We're talking Muppets. We're talking leggings as pants. And we're going to talk about someone who I thought I would never talk about in this show, Tommy Lauren. Okay, let's get into it. Let's start with the World Baseball Classic. In an upset victory, Puerto Rico lost to United States of America. And U.S. kind of dominated them in the final round after Puerto Rico was undefeated and it's really really hard to watch as a Puerto Rican and you know a fan of baseball because they, they were doing so well and I'm not one to wear a tinfoil hat and spin conspiracy theories but I have no problem planting the seed I'll be that person to to push the idea and let it cultivate but I'm not gonna spread it so so they're they're, they're Maybe, you know, some doubt into the legitimacy uh, of that game. Uh, throwing said said game, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I was not there. But a team that dominant doesn't just fall apart in that way. There, there's no hitting. There's no, no pitching. There's absolutely nothing. You don't go from being that dominant to uh, falling apart in... In your final game to, you know, the country that is, you're, you're the territory of that country. So, again, I, I'm not, I'm not spreading conspiracy theories, but just take, take these little threads and spin it however you like. Go run wild. It's like Hulkamania. It's running wild all over this place, this conspiracy theory. So take that however you like. Again, speaking of baseball, opening is April 3rd, which I am so excited for. Opening day being April 4th, so the Yankees will have their first game on April 4th. And I'm so excited. Their opening day is not for another couple weeks, but baseball is back again. And I'm so excited, and the Yankees are looking fantastic, if I do say so myself. Because I'm going to be talking so much trash that I'm going to need a landfill to be built next to me. And that's saying a lot because I'm from Brooklyn and right across the water was Staten Island and that's a landfill on its own. Moving on from baseball and landfill talk to United Airlines. I feel like that should be their new theme song. So you're welcome. You you can send me uh, my payment through Venmo. United Airlines prevented two teenage girls and a child from boarding from their flight from Denver to Minneapolis last Sunday for wearing leggings, which created a firestorm on social media. Girls were stopped at the gate at Denver International Airport and denied entry for their attire, 
which was inappropriate and breached the company's policies. The girls were going to be forced to change or put dresses over said leggings or they wouldn't have been able to board. United Airlines defended their decision by tweeting that the girls were United Pass travelers, a ticket level for employees and their guests at discounted prices. The ticket ban comes with the dress code which stipulates the pass holders must not wear form-fitting lycra slash spandex tops, pants, and dresses, as well as miniskirts and flip-flops, so which is a policy that seems to be geared toward women. I mean, men do wear form-fitting lycra and spandex tops, but usually when they're at the gym. United spokesperson Jonathan Gurin said the girls were representing the company, so were subject to stricter clothing policy. He also told the New York Times, it's not that we want our standby travelers to come in wearing a suit and a tie or that sort of thing. We want people to be comfortable when they travel as long as as it's neat and in good taste for that environment. The company continued to tweet and say that Customers would not be banned for traveling in shorts, leggings, or yoga pants as they were not past travelers, but regular flyers on the airlines. So where do you stand in this discussion? I was going to say debate, but discussion. Should airlines hold a higher decorum for flights? Which I, I find a little... Okay, well, let me let me state my opinion and then open for discussion and create questions and outliers as I normally do. I feel that many people are holding on to this old notion of dressing up for flights and this very beginning to feel antiquated uh, style when it comes to flying, a bit old-fashioned in, in my opinion. When, when I fly, I want to be as comfortable as humanly possible. And you know how I'm comfortable? Wearing leggings. I mean, I'm not going to go in wearing, you know, my good workout leggings, like my Under Armour leggings or my Lululemons. But but I want I want to be comfy. So, you know, leggings and a t-shirt. Boom. Comfortable. Flying is not a, a, a comfortable thing, especially if you're going overseas or longer flights. You want to be as comfortable as humanly possible. And if I'm going to be checked by the TSA anyway, it's the, the easier the better. Like, I'm not going to be hiding anything. I wouldn't have pockets. I'll be in leggings. Uh, but this is, it's uh, past travelers. So they ha- held them to a higher standard uh, of dress. A higher standard of dress? What am I talking about? A higher standard, period. A, a higher decorum. And they want their, their past travelers to dress a certain way. But a- again, the does that really matter when you're flying? Should these little girls be like in, in ball gowns to fly? No. Like they're, they're, they're young, young girls. The article said teenager multiple times. I think they were like 13, 14, like young. We, we all see it. We all fly occasionally. They're, they're people in shorts. And I've also heard uh, an older generation complain Oh, these kids wearing shorts. When I, in my day, used to wear a suit and tie to fly. Well, that's uncomfortable. You know, it's not, flying is not just for businessmen anymore. You know, it's for everybody. Airlines are minorly affordable now. But, but what, what do you, what do you think on on this matter? Do, do you think the girls, uh, not that, do you think the United Airlines has a right to ban their uh, past customers? Do, do you feel that they should have a, a dress code. Do you think that the dress code's a little bit antiquated and people just fly however they want? 
the the outlier here is that these girls were flying at a discount. So because they're flying at a discount, they're to uphold the the policies. Would things have been different if they were wearing skinny jeans, which are still form-fitting? I'm throwing out multiple variables here, and I would like to know what you think. Do, do you think flying, there should be a, a certain dress code when flying? Yeah, what, what do you think? I don't, I don't think so. Like, I feel people need to be comfortable when they fly. Flying is a very uncomfortable thing, unless you're in first class, which I've... Actually, I have been in first class once. I got bumped up, and it was awesome, and it was really comfortable, but coach and economy class really really uncomfortable these seats are uncomfortable you want to be you you want to be comfortable when you fly i said comfortable like 500 times to the point that the word now is uncomfortable so i'm gonna move on i'm gonna move on to to muppets that that's a transition there is a new kid on the block of sesame street we have the new muppet julia and she has autism the first Muppet on Sesame Street with autism. Julia is a little girl. She's adorable. She's yellow. She has red hair and she carries around a little stuffed bunny. She's so cute. So cute. Sesame Street brought in Julia, a child with autism, to show uh, children and viewers how to treat others with autism. Jeanette Betancourt, Senior Vice President for the U.S. Social Impact at Parent Company Sesame Worker, has been helping plot the development of Julia for about three years. Betancourt said the introduction of Julia's character is a natural outcropping from other incentives Sesame Workshop has done, pointing to programs for children with a parent who is incarcerated and a military family enduring deployments. Parents of children with autism told officials at Sesame how important the show was for their kids. According to the U.S. Center for Disease Control, one in 68 American children have autism. Julia's first appearance on Sesame Street Television will be April 10th, and she's going to appear in two episodes in the current season and more next season. I think Sesame Street bringing in a child with autism or a a Muppet character with autism is so great. It's going to show families with children of autism and families without how to how to treat and how to go about talking to to children who have it or who are on the autism spectrum and to just to be a little bit more accepting this is a story incredibly important to me because my my youngest brother is on the autism spectrum and it's really hard for him and it's really hard for for my family members because they don't know how to to treat a child that way. Because, you know, this information wasn't readily available in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And it's something that's bigger now. Like, 1 in 68 children now have autism. And it's really important that we educate ourselves and how, how to treat children this way. And I think what Sesame Street is doing is fantastic. A couple years ago... They introduced a child whose father was in jail. They introduced, uh, in the 1970s, when the show first began, they introduced uh, how to deal with death when Mr. Cooper died. Was Mr. Hooper? Mr. Hooper died. So Sesame Street has always been so great with teaching children how, how to adapt and how to treat others. So good for you, Sesame Street. I, I can't wait to see more videos of Julia. The first video I saw, she's playing with Elmo and Elmo was explaining in a really great way. So 
children young can understand how, how to treat others. Two thumbs up, Sesame Street. I applaud it. That was such a feel-good story, and I really should end there, but I'm not, because I, I said I was going to talk about Tommy Lauren. But I, I'm going to, yeah, I, I have to. I, I said I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk about Tommy Lauren. Full disclosure before this converse, this discussion part of the show starts, I'm going to be speaking in a lot of syllogisms, a lot of if-then statements. Also, I used to work for The Blaze. Uh, not so long ago, I have never interacted with Tommy. I've never met her. I have met Glenn three times. Very brief meetings of Glenn. Very brief discussions. Very, uh, good morning, how are you? Conversations. But I feel like I, I have to put that out there to, to be fair to the story. So, yeah, here we go. For anybody who's unaware, Tommy Lauren, a 24-year-old conservative pundit, who made herself famous by posting viral videos on Facebook of her screaming and, and calling everybody a snowflake, had a weekly show, well, a, da- a daily show during the week on The Blaze called Tommy, where she blasted everyone from Beyonce to Colin Kaepernick. That is not a large pool of people if you really think of it. So Beyonce to Colin Kaepernick to Lena Dunham. Again, still not that large of a pool of people. On March 17th, Tommy appeared on The View after gaining a lot of popularity in recent months and going on a lot of uh, TV talk shows in recent months. And she admitted that she supports abortion rights, saying it would be hypocritical of her to believe the government should decide what women should do with their bodies. She said she was for limited government, so stay out of my guns, and you can stay stay out of my body as well. She also referred to herself as a constitutional instead of a constitutionalist. I'm not one to split hairs, but I'm stating the facts before I state the opinions. Everyone was shocked by her comments, and there's the opinion. Everyone was shocked. Uh, On social media, anti-abortion advocates said it was impossible for Lauren to be both conservative and in favor of abortion rights, and they criticized her interpretation of the Constitution and calling her out. She received a lot of backlash on Twitter, which she defended herself, saying, uh, tweeting, I'm not glorifying abortion. I don't personally advocate for it. I just don't think it's the government's place to dictate. She also uh, tweeted, I speak my truth. If you don't like it, tough. I will always be honest and stand in my truth. She also tweeted, I'm going to just reading a couple of her tweets, so bears with me. She tweeted, conservatives don't have to exist in a monolith and share the same brain on every issue. It's okay. Following those comments, uh, Tommy was given a week-long suspension from her show. And she was not suspended just for her her comments, but she was suspended from her show. And again, many people were calling her a hypocrite and confused because a few months ago, she commented on the Lena Dunham controversial statement on abortion when uh lena dunham said that she wished she could had had an abortion those comments and lauren said uh abortion is not her top issue and that the abortion rights movement avoids sounding like straight up baby killers her words again more of tommy lauren's words boy wouldn't it be nice if taxpayers didn't have to shell out our hard-earned dollars to pay for wishful abortions of people like lena dunham wouldn't it be nice if Planned Parenthood weren't allowed to wheel and deal fetal tissue from abortion it performs? So so a lot of the controversy is from Tommy Lauren's previous statements. They do seem to contradict with what she said on 
the view. In my opinion, I feel Tommy Lauren panders to the audience she's presented in front of. In front of conservative outlets, she amps it up and says what she needs to. In front of liberals, she, again, panders to, to said audience in a way to become more famous. She's received a massive amount of notoriety and fame through her viral videos. Okay, so following the statements, I, I feel like I'm going all over the place in this timeline, but following the statements on Friday uh, at The View, which was March 17th, the following Monday, Tommy was uh, given a week-long suspension from her show, Tommy on the Blaze, which created a even bigger outcry from both sides because many, many tweeters tweeted Many felt that Tommy was unfairly silenced. They thought it was hypocritical for her views to be silenced because it was in opposition to those at the blaze. Now, Glenn Beck uh, said on his show he doesn't silence others for, for their thought, and he, he said that he doesn't hire people strictly be to agree with him. And I, I feel that's fairly obvious because during the the primaries and the election Tommy is a a big Trump supporter which Glenn Beck is not and she used her platform on on her show to to preach and advocate for Donald Trump which you know wasn't in direct opposition to 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 Glenn Glenn who was not a Trump supporter and felt that a lot of Donald Trump's statements were were troubling and concerning so boom, we have a week-long suspension from Tommy Lauren that was last week, March 20th to 24th. And after she served her week-long suspension, I believe it was on Sunday, March 26th, I am bad with dates, Tommy has been permanently banned from the blaze. There are multiple reports coming in. TMZ is reporting that Lauren is negotiating her exit from the network, which her, her uh, contract was up in September anyway. And there has been no further comments from either The Blaze or Tommy Lauren on this issue. So Tommy has been completely banned from The Blaze. Now, is she banned because of her views on abortion? Or is she banned because she wasn't 100% honest? When you represent a network, there is a certain line you must toe. And I said this before when I believe when I talked about PewDiePie. I gave a half-assed uh, story on, on the PewDiePie issue, but I, I talked about it. And when you're representing another network, you have to respect the networking and you have to walk on a fine line. I don't believe Tommy was suspended for saying she was pro-choice. I believe she was suspended for misleading her audience and having those believe she was pro-life and flipping when she was in front of a more liberal audience. And a lot of stories online are saying she was suspended for simply saying she was pro-choice which I, I don't think that what 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 it is Glenn did uh and he tweeted or said on his show that he he was for intellectual honesty and he feels that Tommy wasn't intellectually honest and I have to agree with him on that I don't agree with Glenn on a lot I don't agree with I don't agree with Tommy period but I don't agree with Glenn on a lot I have very differing views political views from from Glenn, which did not prevent me from doing my job successfully, mind you. Will this affect Tommy's 
popularity, not at all. I feel she's gonna get ha- to have a show on Fox News where she can interview Donald Trump every show and be non-biased. If Tommy had been honest on her show, saying that she was pro-choice but against, yeah, I, I don't know how she she could have been uh, more honest in the beginning. But if she if maybe she was, would this backlash happened? I don't think so. I think if she was more if she was more upfront, would would she be suspended from the blaze? I, I don't think so. I really don't. And also, many are saying that, well, she's really young, so political beliefs change over time. And I I guess for some people, I'm 26, and my political beliefs have not changed since I was 10 years old. Like, at all. I, I have believed what I believed since I was 10, and I have not changed my mind at all. So I don't think it has anything to do with her age, and I really... I find that condescending when people say, oh, that person's really young. I find it incredibly condescending. As someone who I don't consider myself young at all. I am 26. To me, that's not young in this the scope of millennials. But to others, I, I, I may be or I may not be. And I, I forgot what I was saying. Do, uh, do I believe that Tommy just makes statements to cause controversy and outcry? Absolutely. I feel she says what these really polarizing comments to get views and to to get others outraged it's the pathos appeal it's she's she's appealing to people's emotions it's genius marketing but it's nothing new it's just appealing to get getting people angry is the easiest way to get people to agree with you it's nothing new. So we'll, we will see where where Tommy lands herself. Like I said, I believe she's going to be on Fox News. I don't feel Tommy being permanently banned from the Blaze will really affect Glenn that much either. I mean, he there, there was a big pull from her show because of her immense online popularity. But we shall see what happens in the next coming weeks. I don't know if I really want to end my show on Tommy Lauren, to be honest. You know, it's my show. And I can do whatever I want. And I, I don't want to end it talking about Tommy Lauren. So I'm going to talk about anything for a second. Actually, you know what? This weekend uh, is WrestleMania. Almost forgot. I was so excited with baseball that this weekend is, you know, the biggest wrestling event of the year for for those wrestling fans out there. And people who aren't wrestling fans. I feel like a lot of people can find enjoyment in watching wrestling one day a year. But, you know, it's the, it's the biggest night in wrestling it's also like the longest night because i feel like the pay-per-view is like eight hours long it's not it's not even a whole weekend it's a week long event it's a lot there's a lot of wrestling happening this weekend and i will be be tweeting about it because i'm, I'm definitely gonna watch the, the big pay-per-views are the, the ones that really matter i'll be uh tweeting and texting my brother because he is like the world's biggest wrestling fan and my first wrestling event like watching on TV was WrestleMania 15, and now it's WrestleMania 33, and that's a, a, a lot, lot, long part of my life. And I, I don't watch it as often as my older brother, but he's really into it, and that was kind of our, our bonding thing. So I'll be tweeting and and texting and enjoying, and if you you are too, please tweet along with me. Actually, you know what? With all this uh, Tommy Lauren talk, I almost forgot to talk about the Vans Warp Tour. The lineup was announced last week, and I am very excited. If you don't know what the Vans Warped Tour is, it is a it is a summer festival that first 
premiered in 1995, founded by Kevin Lyman, and it's the largest traveling music festival in the United States and the longest-running touring music festival in North America. I like to call it Punk Rock Summer Camp. There's many alternative and punk rock artists who plan the tour. It is my favorite music festival of the summer. It's the first music festival that I ever gone to back when I was in high school. I love everything Vans Warped Tour. I also love Vans. It's my favorite sneaker. And I love it so much that back when I was in high school, I used to watch Fuse and their Warped Wednesday summer coverage. So I can feel like I was on the tour when I wasn't. That's how much I love the Vans Warped Tour. And they announced the lineup last week and I'm gonna go read the artist in alphabetical order and show my excitement. Are you ready? Cause I'm ready. Vans Warped Tour, 2017, first artist, The Acacia Strain. Love me some Acacia Strain. Then we have The Adolescents, a band that I love even more than The Acacia Strain. I love some old school California punk rock. Welcome to Reality, Amoeba, I Hate Children, classics. Then we have After the Burial, which I've seen a couple times. Uh, the Alarm, Ailstorm. I haven't heard an Ailstorm song since I was in college. Uh, American Authors, they're pretty awesome. Andy Black, Anti Flag. I feel like Anti Flag's on every single Warped Tour, and they do it every year. Um, the Ataris, I love the Ataris. Here in this diary, I write two visions of my summer. Uh, they're on, they're on uh, Warped Tour a lot too. Attila, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Bad Omens. Barbara Dolls, I do not like them. Beartooth, I don't like them either. Being as an Ocean, Big D and the Kids Table, for those of you who love your ska. Uh, we got Bless the Fall. They got really big when I was in high school with the scene kids. Um, Boston Manor, Kidzeria! I'm excited for some Candyria. Carnifex, Carnifex had this song that sounded like a, like, like a saxophone, and I my friends used to play it all the time. They thought it was hilarious on SAU. Then I have CKY counterparts. So going back to CKY. I was obsessed with Bam Margera and Viva La Bam. And Bam's brother is in CK, CKY. So that's really cool. Counterparts, Courage My Love, Creeper, Dance Gavin Dance. Ooh, Amur. Farewell Winters, Fikai. I have no idea who they are. Fire from the Gods, Fit for a King. For a second, I thought it was fit for an autopsy, and I have a really funny fit for an autopsy concert story. Futuristic, the gospel youth, Guar. What the hell is Guar doing on Warp Tour? I'm not complaining, but they usually do their Guar PQ thing. So that's cool. Uh, it's like houses. Hatebreed! Let me some Hatebreed! Hearthrone Heights. Oh, I used to love Hearthrone Heights. That, that song when he was outside of her window with his radio. So good. Hundredth, I Prevail, Jewel Vera, Knocked Loose, Memphis May Fire, Microwave, Movements, Municipal Waste. I love me some Municipal Waste. I was not expecting Municipal Waste, but okay. Neck Deep, New Year's Day, Our Last Night. Oh, some, some scene stuff. Sammy Adams, Safe Ferris, Separation. Sick of it all! New York Hardcore Legends, love them. I interviewed Luke Kohler at least six times in my life. Next we have Silent Planet, Silverstein. Oh, they had that song about smiling in your sleep. Some 2006 music right there. Sonic Boom 6, 
stick to your guns. Street dogs. When you get the chance, look up Street Dogs' Toby Has a Drinking Problem. I love that song so much. Mostly because Toby's in the band. Toby's the guitarist, and they're singing about Toby's drinking problem to Toby. Intervention on multiple levels. Sworn In, Siler, Too Close to Touch, Trophy Eyes, Valiant Thor. Saw Valiant Thor at South by Southwest a couple years ago. War on Women, The White Noise, and William Control. Tickets on sale now. That that's a really really good lineup. Apparently, oh, Bowling for Soup is also on it. They added uh, other bands on their their website. Anyone really good? Let me go through this. Goldfinger. What happened to honesty? <laughs> I have to stop singing before I get like sued. Never shot never. Riverboat Gamblers. Some of these are like newer bands, and a lot of these newer bands kind of suck. Streetlight Manifesto, Strung Out, Sworn In, TSOL, ooh, The Alarm, Dickies are playing, Tilly. Yeah, I think this is a really even lineup. Usually on Warp Tour, there's like way too many bands that I want to see, and I never get to see everybody. But this is this year, I I like half of the bands, so at least I, I have a better chance of seeing all the bands that I want to. This is so exciting. I feel like I'm in high school again. I love me the Vans Warped Tour. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite tour. It's my first big concert ever. It's my first tour ever. So I'll be checking into Punk Rock Summer Camp again this summer. So that's it. That's our show this week. It's a way better way to end the show, talking about some punk rock. I will be back next Wednesday, hopefully, uh, with another show where I give you a rundown of music, sports, entertainment, and Friday where I will tell you a short little anecdote from my life of, of a, at a concert. I don't know which one is up this week, but I guarantee it's a good one. And uh, so every Friday, concert stories, every Wednesday, rundown on music, sports, entertainment, my name is Brittany. You can find me on Twitter at BritLexLimes. I tweet a lot. Last night, I tweeted about Bates Motel because it was awesome. So until next time, later dates, my friends. <laughs>